Hello, this is Bernhard Karras with another episode of Be Your Own Manager, our career podcast for classical musicians. I had coffee yesterday with a wonderful pianist I've known for many, many years. In a Vienna coffee house, and as it happens, Vienna is a small town, when I entered the coffee house, I bumped into a pretty respectable uh, manager. I'm working out of Vienna here, representing some really amazing and great artists. And as its customer said, hey, nice to see you, how are you? And then a whole lament started about how difficult the market is and it's all becoming more and more difficult and then and, and. I said, why is that? I said, but you know, there's less money and less audience. And I said, I don't understand you. I don't think so. Yeah. Oh, sure. You know, it's kind of the concert houses have less money and the artists want to have more money and we're squeezed as managers in between. And then there was a lament going on. You couldn't imagine it. And every question I posed would actually just throw at me another big lamento about the difficulties of the industries and in the end after kind of 10 or 15 minutes of these lamentos i realized i couldn't change his opinion not the least and i thought okay i'll leave it and i better go to the appointment and the meeting i actually had and i tried to sneak out of the conversation but the conversation stuck with me because Whenever you look at anything, and it's pretty well known, if you look at a glass of water which is half filled with water, you can see it as half full or half empty. And I think that's pretty well known. The danger actually is if a whole industry and a whole group of people always sees it as half empty. If everyone is pessimistic or the majority of the people are pessimistic about an outlook, what actually comes and happens will be a bad outcome. Actually, the other side is true as well. If everybody is optimistic in an industry about the future of that industry, a significantly better outcome will be the result. And actually, in economic theory, this has already been proven. So why don't we learn from that? Instead of lamenting about the aging audiences, actually an argument I've heard now for over 30 years. We have aging audiences and our audience will actually die. I mean, I heard that argument 30 years ago. Can you imagine now? Yeah, The concert halls and the opera houses would actually be empty because we had an old audience 30 years ago. Everybody was uh, lamenting that they will die out. But they're still there. There's still people there. And it's not the kind of 90-year and 100-year-old people. Yeah, It's probably the same age group of people starting normally in their 40s. Yeah, That's normal. So coming back to the argument of economic theory is that an industry... Even a country, the economics actually are driven, not only, but significantly by the energy of the players in that industry. So if the players have a positive 
thinking and positive energy about the future of a company, of a product, the likelihood that it'll succeed is significantly greater than if everybody is pessimistic. So, if you're out there listening to that podcast, it is now up to you to share my optimism about the future of classical music. And I tell you that I'm completely convinced that classical music will have a continued, if not a greater role in the future of our world. I'm absolutely convinced. And there are many reasons for that. And the first reason are actually you, many of my listeners. Because many of you out there make absolutely great music. You go out on big and smaller stages. You actually bring positive energy, emotions to people. You think about programs. You change programs. You adapt programs. You think about new ways of performing. You are out there innovating our classical music. And I need to applaud you for that. And you are the drivers of that positive change. But there are also a couple of other reasons which are a bit more out of our hand. We are going increasingly into what I call the robotic society. It is a society driven by actually the digital world. We order food online, we order our books online, we date online, we chat online. So everything or a majority of our life today happens online. If you're working, if you're not a musician, but if you're kind of, you know, in working in a bank, an insurance company, in manufacturing or so, the probability that you spend the majority of your time behind a screen is actually pretty big. So humans are actually not done, not made for that. Humans are made for real interaction. And music, and especially live music, offers that. So the more we get actually and drive ourselves into a digital world, the more will be the need for these fantastic emotional, spiritual events of music, of bringing joy to people, of bringing feelings to people and emotions to people and make them feel close by. So our society has in a direction where classical music has an even bigger part than ever before. And it's up to us to actually capture that, drive that, and bring that joy, happiness, and these deep emotions to the people out there. And you are actually doing that. So, ending this podcast for today, what I would like you to take away from today is there's a big future in classical music, and you can drive it. And whenever somebody is complaining about falling audience figures or something like that, Ask that people what they are doing against that. What they are doing to opening up to new audiences. What they are doing to bring classical music to people who have never heard classical music before. And we lack in our world a statistic about the listening patterns to classical music. But I can tell you, if there were a statistic, and I promise that's not only a hypothesis, but that's a very well-founded argument, we have more people listening to classical music than ever before. In the Western world, it has been pretty stable. But if you go then to South America, to Asia, to China, you see that there we have growing numbers 
of people listening to classical music. And because of streaming, because of downloading, and I hope at some point we will actually also solve a couple of problems about streaming and downloading classical music, but that's a different question and we'll address it probably in a different podcast. We see that actually classical music normally overtakes now jazz. So there are more people listening to classical music than to jazz. So, you know, the figures actually show that there are enough people out there listening to classical music. It is up to us to actually bring a classical music product out there which emotionalizes people, which makes people happy, which makes people talk about it, and which makes people wanting to come back, wanting to listen to even more classical music. And that's our role. So let's go out there and do it. Thanks so much for listening. It's a joy talking to you. And I hope you share my optimism and my joy for classical music. And I'm looking forward to talking to you soon again.